0: Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for joining into Be Present Podcast with your host, Rashad Smith. I realized once I released the insights for the decade 2020 through 2029 in the year 5780 or 2020, there was a lot of content I've been told over the years that I am like a fire hydrant. I release not just information, but revelation. And that's a lot to take in. So I want to go over a few highlights of that podcast, the initial one of the decade and of the year 2020, and bring out some key things. There are seven things in total that I want to cover. And we'll begin with the first, which is light. This is a year of light. It is also a decade of light, but I want to specifically focus on the year 2020 and how we are supposed to move, how we're supposed to dominate and how we're supposed to have success. Now, when I say dominate, I'm not meaning that we're supposed to have evil intentions, that we're supposed to operate in cruelty. When I say dominate, I mean we're supposed to dominate against the powers of darkness, the forces of darkness, which are principalities. Powers and rulers of darkness who have high authority. We are to have dominion and we are to partner with, collaborate with, and have a healthy symbiotic relationship between man, matter, man, and land, and God and man. The first thing we'll cover is light. 2020 is a year of light, and we should be looking not only to walk in the light, but to emulate the light, to seek the light, and to bring forth the light. In the beginning, light conquered darkness. Therefore, light expels darkness. Light disciplines darkness. Light overpowers darkness. And light allows miracles, healings, and creation. You might have heard many people say, we are in a time where new things are being created or you might have heard people say creator has never stopped creating and because light is energy and as we know through science which science affirms truth in scripture not proves it which it can coincide it can co-labor but truth existed and truth is truth whether or not science ever existed however Light reveals science and science gives way and says, light that was created in the beginning, light who is Yeshua, the light of the world, light who that is inside of us. We are spirit. Our spirit is pure energy. Our spirit is light. We are created in our creator's image. Therefore, it is a year for us to be creative. It is a year for us to partner with the Father to co-create. Now, understand that we will not create anything as Creator Creates. But we can partner with him to co-create. We can make things. We can fashion things. We can form things. And there are many derivatives of what create can mean in synonyms. But this is how we're supposed to move with light in this year. We also should see in this year a new wave of deliverance. We should see darkness bowing down to the light that is inside of us. Because we are the light as well. Just as Yeshua is the light of the world, we are the light amongst men. Holy Spirit who lives inside of the sons of most high God is light and he brings light for us. The word says in the book of John that Holy Spirit is the bridge between heaven and earth or heaven and us and brings revelation. Therefore, we should be looking for new revelation to come to us in this year in the form of light. Light disciplines darkness. Light expels darkness. Light overpowers darkness. We should be looking to be champions in ruling against some spiritual forces in this year. There should be some new victories. There should be some new crowns. There should be some new battle scars, battle stories, and battle wounds of how we have overcome and and we fought Unto victory in 2020. The next thing within light is everything stems from light. Time, space, sound, color are all within light. It is the year for us to move and have our being solely in Yeshua, but also to hear new sounds, also to formulate and be a new sound, to understand the sound that has always been innately in us. And over the years, how we've moved into new seasons, we've moved into new eras, we've moved into new eons. We've done these things and in each phase, we should have either increased our free Frequency with sound or we should have a new sound. The same thing with color. We emit, we release certain color schemes. We should be radiating in a brighter sense, shining with our specific unique color schemes. It is a year for us to know where we're supposed to be in time space and to allow the spirit of God to move us, maneuver us and strategically place us in time space as he does not Operate himself in our time. He's outside of our time, but he intercepts and comes in our time to move with us. That means it's a time for us to come up higher and be with him and understand how he dominates and has dominion over time. It is the same anointing he gave unto man according to the fourth day of creation. And when you know the principles and you know the laws, you can be a lawyer of the law and you can rule in the midst of your enemies. Light provides the ability to see. You might have already heard many people discuss that it's 2020. 2020 vision, perfect vision. I'm not going to get into all of that. But what I want to simply say is we left a decade where the primary focus and requirement was for us to watch. It was for us to look. It was for us to look. And if we failed to look again and never give up, it was a time for us to enter into the spirit realm and begin to understand the supernatural in a new way and begin to partner and co-labor with um, spiritual beings that are from The most high God and not spiritual beings that are from the kingdom of darkness and are emissaries of Satan. But in 2020 and in this decade, it is a decade and it is a year where light provides the eye to see perfectly. So we should be decreeing some things. We should partner with what the time says. Decree that you have perfect vision. Begin to partner with what the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost have already established for this specific time frame. It is a year 2020 for us to see what was once unseen. So this means that there are discoveries for us to discover. They've always been there. Now it's time for us to open our eyes in the natural and in the spirit and say, what was I supposed to see that I was not seeing? I'll tell you this neat little thing that I always do about seeing in the spirit. Whenever I teach people about how to see into the spirit, teach people about the seer anointing or being a seer or whatever you want to put it as, I always tell people you want to make sure you close the third eye and you close the gateway that the third eye opens. You want to make sure that you speak with Father and say, Father, illuminate my eyes by way of Holy Spirit. Allow me to see what you see and see how you see Holy Spirit by the power of Holy by the power of Yeshua. Close my eyes to what I'm not supposed to be seeing. And this also includes your understanding and the other four senses because this is a year of perception, not just with seeing. So, our spiritual receptors, all senses, should be at a heightened level and we should be expecting to operate and function with the, um, excellency of the spiritual sensors and receptors. Primarily though, it's a year with the senses of seeing. So see what was once unseen. Discern what was once unseen unknown, and you could not discern which, which was indiscernible. This means it's time for us to literally see the angels. We have heard so much talk about the angels, and quite frankly, I am tired of people fabricating and falsifying their co-laboring and their partnerships with angels. It's time for us to literally have daily interactions or as frequent as Most High says because you don't want to begin worshiping angels. I caution you with that. You want to partner with, co-labor with, send forth, according to the word of Most High God, the angels on their assignments. When Father says, now is the time. It's not just about living in a supernatural realm where we're glorifying the supernatural. It's about having dominion in the earth with supernatural abilities according to who we are and using all the tools, all the aids and all the assistance. Do you know that the term angel is simply aid? It is for assistance. It's for the aid. They're here to aid us. So in 2020, it's time for us to literally see, not make up, not know a little bit, not lie not come into agreement with the kingdom of darkness about who angels are and what they're supposed to do. It's time for us to see them as people in the biblical days, literally saw them, literally knew them. I just recently heard a teaching when I was down in Houston of that when Peter's angel released him from prison and Peter went to the house and knocked on the door. And the girl answered the door. Uh, The teacher was telling us that the girl discerned this was Peter's specific angel. It's time for us to understand the names of angels and for us to understand who, which angels are assigned to us, our domain, our city, our region, our nation, and how to deploy them according to the word of most high God. This all stems from the ability to see. The ability to discern, the ability to know, and from light. It is a year for us to see what needs to be seen. It is a year for us to see in a sense of understanding or problem solving. We have to move in the sense of witty inventions. You know, this is a promise according to wisdom herself in Proverbs chapter 8. Wisdom says, I love those who love me. And if you seek me, I will pour out X, Y, Z. It is a time for witty inventions to come alive as we are seeing and walking in the light. It is a seeing year in a sense of purity in order to see the supernatural. Now, we covered this a a couple of minutes ago. It's not a time for us to have a deluge of impurities with the supernatural in the sense of seeing. It's a time for us to purify our hearts. Scripture says in the Gospels that those with pure hearts will see Father. So it's a time to look at the man in the mirror and say to Holy Spirit, Everything in me that does not align up today, while today is today, everything that does not align up with who you are this month, this week, from last year leading into this year, and all speak to your future, all that I will do this year that doesn't line up. I command it now to come to the plumb line of the word who is Yeshua and be exposed, be disciplined, and I say the reflection. The image in who I was created, a father, son, and Holy Ghost, I now walk in until... I go to my next stage. This is how you see the end from the beginning. You see your future. You command your future to come forward. And you live in who you always were created to be. You don't live in a defeated state. And it's simply what David did. I know that that's new to some people. I know it sounds new age. I know it sounds weird and not biblical. That's all David did. That's all many of the men and women of God did. They trusted Most high God, they believed and therefore they were able by faith to see the future, the end and to pull the future into the now. I love what David says in Psalms. I would have given up if I had not believed I would see you. I would see you, God, in the land of the living. David had to continue to persevere because he already saw the end. And by faith and in trusting, he said, I'm not going to give up because I know what it's supposed to be. That is what this year is about. So you stand, which is trust. You stand on the solid rock when the world is crumbling, when the earth is shaking, when men are coming to scourge you, you stand on the rock and you will not be shaken. And that purity is going to cause you to become the you you were always supposed to be, the you you you're supposed to be in this time, in this year, and the you Yeshua has said, this is the you I died for. And it's going to allow you to come face to face, cheek to cheek, and breast to breast with our lover, with Abba. That is those with purity of heart will see God. We are not only the figurative light of the world or representations of Yeshua, we are comprised of light because Father who is creator is light. He's called the Father of lights. Light brings assurance. It brings confidence. It brings assistance. Light brings energy. Light is energy. You know the science scientific fact with the scientific law, which is the natural law, that energy is neither created nor destroyed. It has to be transferred. I recently worked with an electrical company and in the electrical company, it teaches you that energy is always moving and traveling. Therefore, um, when you plug things in, it's not that the energy is just saying, oh, I'm going to come on now. The energy has moved and has found a source to now give energy to there is energy swirling all around us. And I'm speaking of heavenly divine energy right now, and I'll get to the negative energy later. There is divine heavenly energy or light from Most High God swirling around for us to pull down this year, for us to activate, and for us to manipulate and partner with this year. All we have to do is believe in Most High God. We have to ask Holy Spirit to show us. We have to be empowered in Yeshua's name, and we have to begin to hear the word from Father's mouth, to deploy, to send. And uh, the angels on assignment to release the energy. It is a time, it is a year for us to see some supernatural things according to the principle of light this year. Finally, wrapping up this first highlight out of the seven, this is a year to resound with Creator's command in the beginning let there be light. When Father said, when Creator said, let there be light, chaos was disciplined, bound, detained, and judged, and order had come to the world. It is a time for the sons to begin to resound with the command this year, let there be light, and from the decree, from the words of our mouths, which is the word. All we're doing is speaking the word. All decrees are, all prophecy is, is agreeing and speaking with the word. The written word, which is the logos and the rhema word, which is alive, active, moving, breathing. The energy who is Yeshua, who is light, who is alive and who is still speaking and making intercessions and talking about himself, revealing himself more and more daily. It's time to say with Yeshua, let there be light this year. The second thing I want to cover as a highlight that we covered in the Insights for the Decade as well as the year 2020 is that it is a profit year. It is a profit year according to Ephesians 4. It's also a profit year according to Romans 12. Now, those two things are different. There are commonalities and there are similarities, but they're different. And we'll explore and cover this a little bit more in February when I touch on redemptive gifts. One of the things to understand about the, rep- the redemptive prophet design is that they are champions. Now, when I'm speaking about redemptive prophet this session, I'm going to be talking about the humans, but understand that there are other things outside of human beings. I'm not talking about anything evil that have redemptive design on it. For instance, time. That's why it is a time or a year of the redemptive prophet. Redemptor prophets are champions. They are the winners. They are the victorious ones. They like to win. They love winning and they will find out ways how to stay ahead, how to be advanced and how to win. They are sportsmen. Redemptive prophets, usually, if they themselves are not engaged in some type of sport, they love watching or cheering people on or becoming coaches of sportsmen because it's athleticism, it's championship, it is engaging in activity that causes one to use spirit, soul, and body to be victorious. That's the year we're in. Our spirits, our souls, and our bodies are being conditioned. Now, let me help you understand this. All these things are potential. We choose, just as Deuteronomy 28 tells us, these things exist and we have to begin to see them. We have to begin to partner with them. We have to begin to accept them. And then we got to come into agreement and fulfill them. There is a potential in 2020 for us to be champions in many veins and in many sectors to which we put our minds to. We have to understand it and we have to want it. This means it is a year to win and not only win, rather win and win again. This means victory. Understand that there is a difference between winning and a, a difference between victory. Let me put it into you in terms of the Super Bowl and football. So many leagues, many teams might win during the season of football, during the year of football, but only two teams make it to the Super Bowl. And that team who has proven throughout the season of football to win, and that team that wins the Super Bowl has won and won again unto victory. That is what is upon us in 2020. There is an anointing for victory. Redemptor prophets relish in being victorious over their opponents, including in sports, instead of simply winning. It is about victory. Think of winning. Think of it as winning the war, not simply a battle or battles. 2020 is time for us to strengthen our muscles as athletes or gladiators. We need to reinforce our spiritual weapons or get new ones. There are times where father says you're supposed to carry your torch and you're the light and you might carry that torch for a year. 10 years, 20 years, and then there becomes a new turning over and father says, I no longer want you to carry the torch. I now want you to carry a blade and we have to discern and we have to ask and we have to know and then implement. What am I supposed to be this season? Which weapon? How am I supposed to be the battle axe of the father of the Lord? against the spiritual powers, rulers, and authority figures of darkness, against the principalities. And we need to come into agreement with who we are and have been fashioned, according to Ephesians 3.10, individually and corporately as sons of Most High God to be weapons of mass destruction against the forces of darkness. It is a year for that, even with our earthly enemies, friendly competition. It is a year for us to have secret knowledge or intel. We need to have strategy, not tactics. We need to move past being tacticians and into strategists so that we can see ahead, plan ahead, and be 10 steps ahead of our opponents, of our enemies. Let me tell you what this looks like in an earthly term or friendly competition. There is a 12-week challenge that goes on at my gym, and there are four different categories, age brackets, within this challenge. And the top male and top female in each category will win, and they will win some type of thing. So in order to be the top, either male or female, these individuals have to be strategists, and they have to plan ahead to beat everyone else. That I mentioned this is nationwide? So you're competing against hundreds of thousands of people. That's friendly competition. But when we are competing against our spiritual opponents, it is not friendly. All smiles are away, gloves are off, and we are going for the jugglers. It is a year to win and win again. This is our winning year. Remember that. Look for the small and major ways you have won and you plan to win in 2020. Plan to win this year. Look at areas in your life, in the lives of those connected and aligned with you in things that you have been called to and begin to plan and partner with the decrees of most high God and say, I'm going to have victory in this area this year. The next thing about the redemptive prophet is boldness and confidence. 2020 is a year of faith, faith. And more faith. Faith is on fire this year and faith produces. Faith without works is dead. So therefore, we put our faith in action. And as we begin to move in the things that we believe, the things that we know, there will be production and there will be harvest of the things that we have believed, not the things we've believed amiss. It's a time for us to estimate our hearts, not unto covetousness. Now, we discussed this in the last podcast with success. We got to move out of covetousness because that is the overarching enemy in this time until the end, is walking out of covetousness. And, and we'll discuss this later on in the year, what that really looks like. But it's a year of faith. We walk in sonship, which is dominion rather than a pauper mindset, which is defeat and slavery. We are supposed to be sons in 2020 through 2029, and we will see the sons rise up, and we will see those who are slaves be deflated. There's going to be a defining line in this decade and is going to begin to manifest and show who the true sons of most high God are. There's always a highlight. There's always favor on the sons. We see this with Goshen. We see this with the 12 tribes of Israel. We see as Abraham moved from place to place to place, the Hebrew who continued to cross over everywhere. He put his feet. He had dominion and was successful. We see this. Even in the New Testament, when the disciples were sent out, when the twelve were sent out, when the three were sent out, there was always a noted difference, a variation between the sons and those who weren't sons. You need to be a son this year. Look for the sons in 2020 to rise up and through this decade. Next, we stand true and tall in times of adversity and trial, not being singed by the enemy's arrows. Or torment, and then we pronounce the truth of Yah against them. This is what the prophet church Ephesus did, calling out false leadership. 2020 is a time to stand strong in times of trials and adversity. And when the enemy's arrows of fire come against you, you hold up the shield of fate and you block them. You deflect them. As Kirk Carr's song says, God blocked it. He would not let it be so. You begin to war and stand against everything that's attacking you. And then you come out stronger than ever. Now, a lot of these attacks are going to come from your discernment. And your ability to see that things are false and you're going to have an increase of truth rise up in you and truth cannot stand. Truth hates falsehoods and truth is going to begin to speak against falsehoods. That includes leadership. Let me tell you what this looks like. This is a year to discern rightly and correctly and admonish false leadership that is unto salvation. As well, rebuke and expose false leadership that is unto death. Leadership that is unto salvation are those leaders who are saved. Are those leaders who have the ability to be saved? Like Pontus' wife, she who received dreams. She was a, a woman of peace. That's why she. That's why heaven. That's why she received in the earth realm the interception of heaven's message to her in a form of dream of who Yeshua truly was. You look for the men and women of peace. Now, you need to rightly and accurately discern those men and women who are not women and men of peace and who are not of the household of faith, who are leaders unto death. These are false leaders. These are false prophets, false apostles, false teachers in every sphere of society, including the church, workplaces, media and governments. And we need to hear what the father is saying and speak accordingly. The next thing about the redemptive prophet is restoration. 2020 is a year with the restorative gift. This is what Clifton StrengthsFinder says about the restorative personality. Restorative personality is solution oriented towards daily problems to readily take on projects that others believe can't be saved. To analyze a situation, identify potential shortcomings, and make the necessary adjustments. I'll say this again. The restorative personality is solution-oriented towards daily problems to readily take on projects that others can't believe will be saved. To analyze a situation, identify potential shortcomings, and make the necessary adjustments. The restorative inclination relishes in problem solving where discovery of what's wrong or broken can be fixed with a solution by what's right. This plays out for us this year as deliverance, as we talked about already in light. The first the first highlight was of light and we talked about there should be mass expelling and mass exposure of darkness with light. Deliverance is the expansion of Yah's kingdom with a displays of power like casting out demons and healing the sick. There should also arise some new innovative methods to cure diseases and ailments. Now, we're going to have to expose and war against darkness that has been covering up and hiding, manipulating and lying to us about cures. There have already been cures to multiple diseases and ailments. The enemy has come in like a flood and has perverted and diluted the eyes of man to cover these things up. So while there is going to be new innovations and new methods to cures that have not yet been discovered, the sons of most high God are going to have to allow the truth to rise up in them, standing in boldness, saying, I will not allow you to no longer cover what should be. This also plays out for us as a year of revealing secrets. Apostle Peter was a redemptive prophet. And Apostle Peter said, Yeshua, you are the son of God. You are Messiah. It is a year for us to know the secrets of most high God and to reveal the secrets. It's not a year for for us to be puffed puffed up with knowledge or with information, or with intel, or even revelation. It's not a year for us to be arrogant about decoding mysteries. It's a year for us to prophesy. And all prophecy is, is saying what Yeshua says, what Yeshua has already said, what Yeshua is saying, to reveal Yeshua with purity. Remember, those who have pure hearts will see God. Finally, within this point of the redemptive prophet year 2020, a new completeness of oneness with Father, Son and Holy Ghost. There is a returning union of merriment and honor to the one true God this year. This means worship as it always should have been since the beginning honesty and openness with Abba, where there is transparency and transparency is the currency that allows breakthrough in dominion to occur. Think of the brazen altar. There always had to be a sacrifice before the high priests could enter in to the other parts of the tent. Lastly, we bring most high God to man and land, either to purify man or land or to incinerate According to his command, look to hear and see what the father of lights is saying to you. The fourth highlight for 20, sorry, the fourth highlight within the redemptive prophet is sensory perception. There is an increase of sensory perception in 2020 of hearing, of seeing, of speaking, touching and smelling. We need to be students who excel in hearing the voice first, then speaking what is heard from Most High God. We need to see, engage in looking and watching in the spirit realm while applying natural realms, patterns and laws to determine outcomes of situations. This is thinking ahead. It's seeing ahead. It's being ahead of the game in order to predict certain outcomes and know how to strategically place yourself to be a champion. It is a winning year and it's all by way of suing, seeing there is a new anointing. There is a new requirement for us to see. The next is speaking, being confident in what is heard and then speaking without repentance yet in love. That's key. Confident in what you're saying unto boldness without repentance, but in love. I've said this before. Truth can hurt. Truth is supposed to hurt because there is there is deception. There are lies wrapped all over the world like a bow on a present. And truth has come to rip it off, to expose it. But we want to make sure we're using truth as a weapon when it's time to war against the powers principalities and rulers of darkness, and we're not using truth to rip apart those we have been called to love and our neighbors. Edom was judged for not loving their neighbors. Be careful not to partner with the Edomite personality and fall under an Edomite curse. Touching and smelling. We want to make sure we have partnerships in 2020 with heavenly hosts and angels. If you don't know how to do that, I have a secret for you that's not so secret. All you do is ask. Holy Spirit, open up my eyes to see. Holy Spirit, help me have a pure connection and a pure divine line that I need to partner with the angels and I need to see them and I need to hear the word of Abba, how to deploy, how to send out the angels. We can find this in Psalm 103, 21. 2020 is a year of being preachers of truth, which also aligns with the redemptive prophet design. This is the type of truth that rips all falsehood and order wholeness by way of conviction enters. James, the brother of John, was a redemptive prophet. And in his epistle, we see what some might consider harsh admonitions towards the church. Hardly, though, James was getting to the point without procrastination to ensure the message of truth couldn't be left for interpretation where falsehoods might enter. James was focused on delivering truth quickly, sharply and precisely to command one's destiny to manifest now. That is what 2020 is about. I want to use truth to manifest your destiny, manifest some other's destiny, manifest Texas's destiny now. This means for us that we boldly preach the truth that comes from Yeshua's life, his lifeblood in us and Holy Spirit's counsel for us in this world. Being careful not to destroy land and man with truth, yet being conscientious never to reduce truth's message. Quite the opposite of the Redemptive Designs uh, of purpose. This design and the focus for this year is to strengthen the world with the truth of Yah. Some things I want you to watch out for within the Redemptive Prophet Design. The need to be right all the time to the point of severing relationships. In 2020, we have to make sure that our horizontal relationships are strengthened, that we know our tribes, that we know our groups, that we have our covenant relationships, and that we're not severing relationships that the Father has placed in our lives because we want to be right all the time. We got to watch out for distancing ourselves from the tribe or the whole We have to watch out for refusing to aid our neighbors, especially our blood relatives or those in which we've been called to covenant our tribes. This is what God Edom cursed because they refused to help their neighbors who turned out to be their own relatives. It's a year to watch out for arrogance. Within the redemptive prophet design, there can be arrogance because there is a champion anointing. There is an ability to know how to succeed and be victorious. There is an innate ability to know how to be first. The redemptive prophet is the first of the rest. It is the first fruits. And there can be an arrogance that rise up. So you want to make sure you watch out for arrogance and you walk in humility. Pride stinks before the father. We want to present ourselves in humility. It is the meekness By way of humility that gives us power and strength to be victorious. The next thing we want to watch out for is stubbornness to the degree of not receiving correction from a brother. Iron sharpens iron. We want to watch out for the breaking down of the human spirit, soul, and body. That is how the worst of the worst with the prophet design function. These are evil people evil human beings, what their purpose being, I want to destroy the totality of the human being, spirit, soul, and body. Many who have fallen prey to satanic ritual abuse, that's where the redemptive prophet, um, the very, very evil side of it functions. And satanic ritual abuse abuses the whole human being, the spirit, the soul and the body. It's not just the soul. It's not just the body. It's not just the body. Now, on the opposite side, the redemptive prophet has an amazing deliverance ability where it hates to see the bondage. It hates to see the poverty and it will war against Satanic ritual abuse. It will war against demons. This is why you have to understand this year there is potential. You want to make sure that you are on the side of delivering people because there is potential for mass deliverances. This is the year of light. It is a year of energy. It is a year for deliverance. You want to watch out, though, that you're not being manipulated and used with your eyes being disillusioned to fall prey of Satanic ritual abuse type things where the human spirit, soul, and body are destroyed. Watch out for the breaking of natural and spiritual laws that defy God's order. Watch out for sorcery, which is the practice of occult motives to manipulate matter for one's benefit against God's order, God's sons, and God's land. And do not practice sorcery yourself. Watch out for the advancing of the human being. Making man his own master rather than Creator God. I recently heard a report that there are now being uteruses or uter—I believe it's uteruses—uteruses placed in men so that men can become pregnant or carry babies. This is the advancing of the human being because that was never what Father put in the earth, and this is defying. Natural law. It's breaking a natural law. It's defying God's order. Lastly, watch out for the loveless actions will arise which will elevate lawlessness. The third highlight I want to point is wisdom. We talked about this in the decade of 2020 to 2029 in the year 2020. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom causes us to be meek which is power with the ability to be controlled rather than unstable. Wisdom causes us to be wise. The requirement for this time frame until the end is wisdom and not knowledge. Wisdom aids in discernment and discretion. So if you're known for having loose lips or being untrustworthy or having a surface level relationship cry out for wisdom, according to Proverbs 2, 2 through 3, you will get what you're asking for because you're asking with the pure motive. You're asking to be reformed, transform, and change, which is repentance, and you're praying the scripture. It always works when you pray the scripture. Julie Meyer, a popular worship leader in the States, has said for decades, sing the scripture. It's a warfare tool, and it is. But pray the scripture as well, because not only is it a warfare tool, not only are you prophesying, but you are doing what Father, Son, and Holy Ghost love, and it will manifest. That's when you see your prayer's answers, when you pray what he is saying. If you struggle with naivety and are always being a victim to some circumstance or seemingly more aggressive personalities... Ask for wisdom and it will give you discernment how not to fall prey against predators. Wisdom causes us to be wealthy, rich, and powerful. We can see this in Proverbs chapter 8. Wisdom aids kings and rulers. We can see this in Proverbs chapter 8. When we are under poor, unwise leadership, pray that wisdom fills the leadership. And that the spirit of wisdom subdues them, that Yeshua visits them and dreams like he did King Solomon, and that they would humble themselves under the power of Yeshua and request for wisdom so that they can lead the people properly. All you're doing is praying scripture. Wisdom propels us into excellence. It places us ahead of the game rather than barely getting by in the middle or at the tail end. Wisdom is our currency from now until the end. Yeshua rebuked the seventh church in the book of Revelation, the Laodicean church, for lacking wisdom, being blindly proud in foolishness that they were unaware of their own need. Charles Spurgeon said, wisdom is the right to use knowledge to know is not to be wise. Many men will know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. So you want to make sure you're moving in wisdom. The next highlight is of birthright that I mentioned in the decade and the insights for 2020 through 2029 and 2020. Birthright is what belongs to you or belongs to me that is for no one else. It is for you. It is your birthright. This includes what is for your seed and your seed seed. It's what we're supposed to access and aim towards attaining. This is our winning year. Remember that. Look for the small and major ways we plan to win in 2020 as we access our birthright. Multiple portions of one's father's inheritance is also birthright. Consider the gifts and talents of your natural father. They're passed down to you and you have the right to mandate and access those inheritances. Consider the belongings or what should have belonged to your natural father. They're yours as well. Finally, Yeshua, who fulfilled his birthright. He reflected his father, agreed with his father, sent to the world on behalf of his father, redeemed the world, gave gifts to men, returning to the world that his bride is his and he will also defeat his enemies. Yeshua fulfilled his birthright. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you what your birthright is and how to access it. If there are things lost due to ignorance or iniquity like Esau and Reuben, confess and repent. And allow the comfort of Holy Spirit, the intercession of Yeshua in the tender mercies of Abba to surround you. Decree that what might have been consumed in your generation will be increased and reclaimed in your seed, in your seed, seed, or in your bloodline or amongst your tribe if you don't have children. The next highlight is sons, not slaves. Yahweh is dealing with sons rather than slaves from now until the end. You want to be on the side of sonship rather than slavery. Sons have no inheritance. They have no rights. Sons rather have been tested. Sorry, slaves have no inheritance. They have no rights. Sons have been tested and tried by the fire. It was a fellowship of sons who entered into the promised land that was destined for all the children. It was sons who became the twelve apostles, while one slave Judas was replaced by Matthias. Slaves behave like the sons of Korah, and peoples directly after Exodus from Egypt. Slaves complain and only seeing the natural rather than seeing by faith. Slaves do not trust, and because they don't trust in Yah, they cannot bring Yah to the world. They cannot be sent ones. They can never be apostles. So they construct their own idealism of a God or gods, which is idolatry, which we see happens directly after Moses descends or ascends to the mountain to get the commandments of Most High. Slaves are dealt with directly by Most High God this year. And in dealing. That's not positive, as we saw with what happened when Moses came down from the mountain. Sons are balanced individuals of power and of foundation, spirit and truth, the logos and the rama, one's innate ability in the supernatural aid of Holy Spirit and angels. They aren't dependent on either self, which is empowerment of man becoming his own master. Neither are they unhealthily dependent on the supernatural, where they begin to worship angels in power demonstrations. Sons are balanced Slaves are imbalanced, and even in the New Testament, slaves receive rebukes and condemnation. This is what Yeshua did against the mobs who came against him. The next highlight for this decade and for this year, specifically this year, is warfare. The warfare has been intense, building up to this point now. This year in the decade of 2020, 2029, and it will continue to intensify as we draw near to the end of our destinies and Yeshua's return. We're not dealing with mere demons anymore. Neither are we striving to overcome strongholds. When I say mere demons, I mean our primary warfare strategies and offenses aren't aimed towards ground level demonic entities. As the times have shifted, we have shifted in authority and power unto dominion. My Aunt Phyllis said in July of 2019, we're not dealing with demons anymore. We're dealing with principalities. And that's so true. Now, strongholds and demonic assaults are not one and the same because we have improperly estimated a stronghold and demonic assault. We have failed to either set free others or to remain free ourselves. A stronghold is an ideology or mindset that opposes God. It's simply an improper form of thinking. It's an unbelief. A stronghold is a neutral ground where either the demonic or the divine can influence or rule. We pull down strongholds with right thinking of God. We combat demons with authority and power, which are external displays of energy. We've already talked about energy. We're dealing with moderate level to high level demonic entities, principalities. While the entire world is attacked by the demonic kingdom, those who pose a threat to its operations who can withstand its workings and are those who have pressed through to overcome personal and land attached bondage, who have confidence to defy the odds aimed against them are being targeted. Let me put it to you this way. You're targeted because you're a threat. We see this through and through with Israel, beginning with Abraham, while Israel was still in his loins. We see this with Yeshua as the mob followed him. This is why, as we discuss, the mob mentality will increase against those who are a threat to their operations. When we read the Gospels of Yeshua and how he was withstood, we almost always consider the attacks from mere human beings. But if we only could see With spiritual eyes, as we should be seeing anyway, and as we should see in 2020, and look at the greater picture. Colossians 2 tells us that Yeshua's battle was against principalities, not flesh and blood, just as Paul exhorts us in Ephesians. The mob in Yeshua's day appeared as men. However, what Yeshua saw and what he addressed was not men, rather demonic spirits. Even amongst the most devoted of his followers, he spoke on a spiritual level. When he rebuked James and John and Peter, he was speaking in the spirit to spirits. I want you to get that. This should drive us into a new understanding of the dominion inside of us and that we're supposed to execute. The best and simplest way to deal with a principality is to hear the voice of Most High God, Eloyon. Listen only to him and he will do the rest. The final thing I want to close with for 2020 through 2029 in the year twenty twenty five seven eight zero is that there will be those who will not see the fullness of this season, meaning they weren't meant to witness it themselves, much like Aaron. And then there are those who individually and corporately finish well, like Joshua, yet their time will end and a new breed of leaders will arise. We saw Reinhard Bunke pass in 2020. That's what this decade is going to look like. They're going to be great leaders we have known for decades and decades. The light in their eyes will grow dim and a new breed will arise. Therefore, I exhort the generations that have carried the torches for decades to align with the new breed now. Begin partnering with them and teaching them how to observe the ways of Yah obey him, love him, and have solid foundations. My generation and the two generations after me, Gen Z and the Alpha generation, are genetically predisposed to be drawn to the supernatural. That's our torch. However, many in my generation and those that follow have an unhealthy craving and idealism of the supernatural, which will lead to spiritual and physical debts without any traction being made, and leading to a deficit of legacy. Baby boomers and those before you and shortly after you, you have done well in your stance to make major marks in the name of Yeshua, but now it is time for you to father the now generations into becoming trusted sons of Yah. We cannot afford to lose everything that has been gained, all potential to possess and occupy. Or to cause disdain for Yeshua's name. Father, I pray right now in Yeshua's name that in 2020, our vision, our hearing, all spiritual receptors are excellent. I pray that we strategically know how to maneuver in time space, how to see and plan ahead and that we win wars unto victory, that our desires are not simply just to get by our desires, not to simply just to overcome until something else comes along. Our desires in 2020 that you have placed are to be champions. I thank you right now for the warrior nature inside of the sons, inside of the people of God rising up and that we learn strategy that we learn how to walk in wisdom. I cry out for wisdom on the body of Christ. Let wisdom fall on each and every single person who calls on the name of Yeshua, who loves him, those who obey his law, the sons. And I say, let wisdom be granted. I decree now in January until the end of 2020, let there be light. I say the manifestations of deliverance break out. I say the overcoming, conquering anointing of things internal within us, that we have that and that we get set free, that we're delivered so we can be deliverers according to the deliverer. Father, let us enter into sonship. Father, raise up the natural fathers, the spiritual fathers. Get a hold of them. Whisper in their ears. Speak to their spirits, Holy Spirit. Wake them up now. I send out a clarion call in the spirit across the world for the fathers to wake up and begin to father the sons, father the new breeds. We can no longer afford to wait or waste time. The time is now. And finally, Father, help us to know what birthright is and help us to access our birthright as Yeshua did. Help us to know why we've been sent, what our mandates are, and to live in that. If our birthrights have been sold by predecessors, if we have ignorantly and unwisely given over our birthrights, not knowing what it truly meant, Father, we seek forgiveness, and we cry out for mercy. Son of David, have mercy on us for forsaking our birthright, for forsaking our inheritances. Holy Spirit, bridge the gap by way of revelation of how we're supposed to reclaim what belongs to us. And I decree an ability according to the word of most high God that was given to Israel that stands true today. We will dispossess the enemies entrenched in those things that belong to us and we will once again occupy our true inheritances and birthrights. I say this in the name of Yeshua. I release the angels who are sent into the harvest. I release the angels who are sent to minister to those who are broken right now, those who are living in regret, those who are living in shame, those who have ignorant minds, those who are blinded by deception, those who are lacking discretion, those who are naive. I loose angels of wisdom. I loose angels of knowledge. I loose messenger angels to deliver the messages of the sweet words of Most High God to say now is the time. Get in position and wake up. I loose the angels of gathering to gather the things that have been scattered abroad and have been lost. Father, open our eyes to see what you see, to see how you see, and close our eyes to not see those things we were never intended to see. Help us to truly see. Father, purify our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, I say cleanse us of everything that does not line up with you And make us whole, make us right, restore, 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 let the church be restored, let the sons be restored, let the bride of Christ be restored, let all who call on the name of Yeshua come unto the wholeness of which you were first created in the image of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, that you are attentive when we pray to you and that when we cry out to you, and thank you for hearing this prayer. Thanks for listening to this podcast by your host, Rashad Smith. Blessings and shalom to you.